So a funeral in the city of Toronto yesterday for a murdered police officer. Feels strange to even say that. It was an emotional day, beyond for the obvious reasons. But we talk about policing and our relationship and a citizen's relationship with police. It's kind of a social contract. We have to give. They have to give. There's some give and take among both sides. How do we make it better? Because I think we agree it needs to be. We'll discuss that right now. Policing's a dangerous job. It's a very dangerous job. And maybe at one point, Andrew Hong had a moment in time doing his job, serving the public and serving us, where he thought to himself, I may not make it home tonight. I'm fearful of this. I'm putting myself in a compromised position. I need, you always see shows and movies where cops are in jeopardy. And they got to call for backup immediately because they're in a bad scenario. That's not where Andrew Hong Hong was last Monday. He's sitting at Tim Hortons on a break. He was ready to eat. And little did he know, his eventual killer, Sean Petrie, was sitting there two and a half hours and in uniform, well wearing the uniform, not an undercover scenario, not anything where you're investigating a robbery, which is a pretty dangerous thing to do. Hong was fired upon at close range by the shooter. Two other people are dead at the hands of this alleged shooter. And yesterday, the string of tributes really tugged at people. He spent his final day doing everything that he loved. He loved being a cop. That was fairly obvious yesterday. I don't think that's that's a job where you can fake your enthusiasm. I don't think it's a job where you can go through the motions. And when you heard his family speak, it was a rather remarkable, remarkable tribute. Crowd of thousands in silence. Police officers came from Quebec, Nova Scotia, and the United States. Mia said it was a, uh, he would be in the front row recording me with his phone where he'd be, have been there, sitting with my family right where I was sitting with a big smile on his face. She said he'd have been proud to see the eulogy for him, but he couldn't because of what had happened. And we think about this, and we think about the conversations we have about police. And they're always important conversations. They're really important conversations. How do we reframe this? How do we tweak this? How do we improve the relationship between the community and cops? I think that needs to happen in the city of Toronto. I do. I think it needs to happen in a lot of the jurisdictions outside the city. How do we build a level of understanding that there's a job to do? And we understand the cops have to do a job. And how do the cops build a understanding of us saying we want to be able to to know that there's far, far, far more good cops than cops that will cut corners, cops that will compromise, cops that will not see things in terms of an investigation through any type of lens of discrimination. I know we have way more good cops than bad cops. We have way more good teachers, firefighters, doctors, nurses, people that do what I do. Way more people are good than bad. I'm a big believer in goodness. We all have our moments. We all have our flaws. We all have our lousy days. But I watched yesterday, and yesterday was a proud day, to watch this teenage girl, 17. All she wanted to do was was spend one more day with her dad. All she wanted to do was have him watch her play sports again. And that just wasn't able to happen because of what someone took away from that family and from the community. Mia Hong documented how much joy her dad, Andrew, would have had at that event yesterday. As an officer, he would have loved to see such an amazing event.
but as a dad, he would have loved for me to see it. With every event he worked came groups of pictures sent my way. He wanted nothing more than to share with me what he did every day. And it is without a doubt that we can all say that he loved riding. He loved his bike, he loved training, and he loved his family. When I say family, I also mean the police family. You guys are his family. She also mentioned how many passions he had away from the job. And I would think as a cop, I would think as a police officer, you would need them. You can dive into your family. You can have this beautiful relationship with your wife, your kids. But he had other things that kept him going that made the job even that much more special. My dad had a lot of passions. Animals, cooking, Star Wars, video games, old movies. Him and I shared our love for animals. Cats. Through an endless supply of memes, videos, and pictures across every possible messaging platform we had downloaded on our phones. To be completely honest, in our day-to-day life, that was about 50% of our relationship. But it was something special we shared. Something I have with no one else. Something I can proudly say was one of many things we shared exclusively between father and daughter. We're pretty safe country to be a police officer in. We are. 48 year in a 48 year run 1961 to 2009 you want to guess how many officers were murdered in the line of duty 133 that's a very reasonable number as i said it's a dangerous job 129 men four women it's a dangerous job more men sign up to do it than women more men are accepted we're getting towards more of a sense of equality of course we are But homicides took 129 men, four women since 1961 to 2009. When it comes to cops being killed in the line of duty, there actually were way more in the years in the 70s. Again, you think everything's worse in 2022. I get it. I feel it sometimes also. But there were seven years in the 70s and 80s where there were six police officers murdered per year across Canada. There hasn't been one year, one year since 1988 where that's happened 2005 there were five remember what just happened in british columbia uh bank robbers going against the cops very dangerous situation remarkably lucky that police officers didn't end up dying one officer was in the in the hospital not visiting the hospital back and forth but was in the hospital for seven weeks post-surgery to make sure uh life-saving surgery to make sure he could go home to his family So there's going to be a lot of things. I don't doubt police officers every time they stop a car in the middle of the night and come to a window. They know there could be a confrontation. They have to investigate domestic disputes. They have to investigate robberies. They have to investigate kidnappings, Amber Alerts, drug-related incidents, psychiatric patients that escape from CAMH. Like these are things. Do you want who's going to do this? You, me, they do it for us. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be conversations, debate in terms of the police community and what can be done better and what can be tweaked. But sometime later today or tomorrow, thank a cop for doing a dangerous job. Thank her. Thank him. Because we, they do jobs we don't have to do. And yester, and yes, and today, this, this was the loss of a man yesterday at the funeral a loss of a man not investigating a robbery, not apprehending an SKP, not handling a domestic dispute. He was having lunch at Tim Hortons. So we've got to figure out how that can never, ever, ever happen again, despite the randomness of it.